When I first think about the word theology, my mind goes to a classroom full of students flipping through their Bibles. But if we look carefully, every day is packed with so many perfect opportunities to teach practical theology that matters in life. Isn't that the goal of parenting after all? Teaching our children to love God? Life as a mom can be really hard, and it can seem like we have nothing left to pour out. I'm Tina, and I'm here to tell you that you're not alone. Join me every week as we talk about God's purpose in our marriage and motherhood. Though at times those feelings of inadequacy can be overwhelming, there is so much joy to be had in the ordinary if we just take a few moments to find it. Theology is defined as the study of the nature of God and religious belief. That can sound pretty daunting and and heavy and, and weighty. And how am I supposed to deal with that on top of all of the other things that life throws at me? I don't have time for this. As a mother of three very busy boys, and I'm talking very busy, I constantly have this temptation to look for a quick, simple solution for my daily chaos. I've worked through, oh goodness, I don't even know, so many different books. Um, Treasuring Christ, When Your Hands Are Full, Gospel Meditations for Busy Moms. I've talked about that one in the past. Or The End of Me by Liz Wan, who I interviewed on the podcast. How to Really Love Your Child or Everyday Worship. Or the strong-willed child. Recently, I've found encouragement from books like Mama Bear Apologetics, Not From Around Here, and Glory in the Ordinary. But as helpful as these books are and can be for practical use, I find that the words are quickly forgotten and usually apply to specific situations. Theology, it's, it's eternal, and it's that study of our eternal God. What I learn about him through his word today will not only apply and have applied for the last nine years since we started parenting, but it'll apply to this stage of life that we're in right now, that we're working through, and through all stages of life and parenting that I have yet to come. I've thought through some of the different ways that theology is lived out. There are so many other ways too, but there are just like four main ways that I wanted to talk about today. First of all, we're going to talk about forgiveness, then patience, reliance, and kindness. So let's go ahead and jump in on how we teach theology to our children, and it's not as complicated as it may sound. First off, with forgiveness. Now, when our boys hurt each other, and with all of the wrestling and arguing and just competition that we have going on in our home, this happens quite often. Whether it's intentional or careless, Josh and I show them their need for an apology to request forgiveness and then extend forgiveness to their brother. 
Now, five years ago, when we were really starting to get this into practice, the boys didn't understand why they were doing it. It didn't make sense to them, but they they knew that this is what mom and dad were telling them to do, and they did it. And they didn't understand that they were learning about God at this time. They were admitting wrongdoing, that they had sinned against someone else, and that they need to be forgiven for that sin. The need for forgiveness becomes a natural part of life. There was a time where I heard our I heard one of the boys, I don't even know which one now, but I heard one of them use a very harsh um, tone with another brother. And my first reaction was, whoa, why are you talking like that? And then all of a sudden, ping, in my head, I realized that sounded very familiar. That's the tone that I use sometimes with them when I'm upset, when I'm tired, when I've just had a day and I felt convicted in that moment. I couldn't keep calling them out for these attitudes when clearly they're seeing it in me. So right away I marched the three boys into the front room and we all sat down in a circle on the rug and I and I said, "Guys, I'm sorry." I have not been a good example of speaking kindly. And I need you to forgive me because I need to do better. Because I need to be more and more and speak more and more, act more and more like Jesus. And I need to obey him in this. Will you please forgive me for not speaking kindly to you? And right away the boys you know, they all gave me forgiveness and hugs and kisses. And then, you know, it ended up becoming a wrestling match as life with the boys so quickly does. But that was theology in real life. Okay, wow, this is going to sound like really prideful. <laughs> I was I was mirroring for them what I was requiring them to do. It's just theology working its way out in real life. Moms need to ask for forgiveness too. Another way that theology plays out in our home is in patience. Hold that thought. I have not perfected patience. Um, I kind of feel like I've had to go through enough at this point and should be able to just check that box. But clearly I haven't and I have a lot of work to do. Forgiveness and patience are connected. The more aware I am of my sinfulness and of God's ability and willingness to forgive me, the better I understand patience and how perfectly God displays it toward me. With Christ as my example, I can acknowledge my son's sin nature and grant patience to them as they grow in their own understanding of God and how they should act. And it's good for them to know this too. It's not an excuse for sin, but an understanding that can grow into greater dependence on God. Do you ever shake your head at those crabby, whiny, ungrateful Israelites in the wilderness? God was filling their every need, yet they whined. 
that sound like your kids? Sounds like mine. But as God was patient with their grumbling and complaining over and over, he's patient with unthankful me. Now go ahead, fast forward to the New Testament. And when reading through the Gospels recently, I was blown away with how patient Christ is with all the questions and demands of the crowds. While he didn't seem as patient with the religious leaders, like, come on, I mean, they knew better, right? He was the perfect example of patience when surrounded by needs, wants, arguments, lack of understanding. Those are the same things that fill my day. How do I respond? What am I teaching the boys? Are they learning about God that, or that mom is in a bad mood? Growing in patience is a way to teach my boys theology. Another way is reliance. It was at times comical to watch our two-year-old attempt to do something on his own. He is still very, very independent. When told what to do, he tends to try to find his own way to accomplish that task And as frustrating as this can be, the study of God and my relationship to him reveals that I do the same thing as my toddler did. What does it look like now for me? I I read a passage of how I should act in this Christian life. Am I depending on God to give me new morning mercies? Well, the new morning mercies are there whether I notice them or not. But sometimes I'm just so determined to do it on my own and my own strength and my own energy and my own supply of caffeine from the morning. And it, it's, just, it's just so crazy. The Bible tells me that I can do nothing without God allowing me to do it. And yet I think that I know best. I try to live my life, which usually includes stress and worry, instead of trusting what God can do and acknowledging his hand. I should be using difficult circumstances to teach my sons about my God who provides. One practical way that I can do this is by praying with them over the small stuff. God cares about the small stuff. Sometimes the boys will will ask me something or or they'll have a concern. And to me, I'm in the midst of whatever crazy and I'm just kind of thinking like, really, you think I want to tackle that right now? Really, you think I can do anything about that? I can use those opportunities, not that I always do, but I can use those opportunities to tell the boys that, hey, you know what? We can pray about it. Even those little small things, we can pray about it. And that's our way of showing them that we can rely on God. We can take whatever that concern is off of our plate and through prayer, put it on his plate. It had me thinking, while uh, this whole reliance thing, it had me thinking of those, oh, you know those acronyms 
that were, they were basically like all over the place. When I was in junior high and high school, there was the, obviously the WWJD. And then there was the FROG, frog, fully rely on God. So I, I went and I typed fully rely on God into my, um, you know, Google search bar and Oh my goodness. You know what came up? There was this website called the Christian Dollar Store. And I totally got distracted on this. But they had all of these little like frog things. And and anyway, it was just like this memory lane moment. And even finding a simple reminder, you know, maybe you don't wear that bracelet or have that keychain anymore. But finding a way to set up little reminders to take yourself back to who God is and how he's got this because we don't and acknowledging that, setting up those little reminders, showing your kids to pray about even the little things. Those are great ways that we can be showing, living out theology, reliance on God being totally in control. Jesus was the ultimate example of relying on God. In the New Testament, he was in the garden of Gethsemane and and he was he was sweating the the drops of blood. He was just so broken over what he knew was going to come. But instead, he pointed back to how it's not his will, it's God's will and how he was going to trust his father, rely on what his father's will and plan were for his life. And wow, I am not facing anything near that as far as, you know, the the gravity of the situation. And I can learn from Christ's example and I can show that to my boys in just however it looks in our life. The last thing I wanted to talk about as far as ways that we can live out theology is kindness. Now, um, God shows, God showed relentless kindness in the Old Testament. Think again of the, the Israelites, the children of Israel wandering through the desert and yet God was kind. He gave them what he needed. He was gentle with them. Think of the stories like Hagar. She was doing what she was told. And although Ishmael was not part of God's plan as far as bringing descendants to Abraham and Hagar was treated poorly, doesn't even cover it. God showed kindness. He gave her what she needed. He provided for her. Christ, then in the New Testament, he was kindness in human form. Just he, he encouraged his followers to love their enemies. He was constantly bombarded with, again, like like I talked about earlier, with people with needs and wants and illnesses and all these different fact, all these different life struggles and burdens and desires and all of that. He remained kind. Right now in my mind, I'm picturing the the time where he was walking through, he was on his way to take care of Jairus's daughter and he felt the power go out of him as he healed the woman who had been bleeding for years 
And instead of being upset that it was just another thing, instead Christ showed kindness to her and, and gentleness. Kindness is a fruit of the Spirit, all of which are traits of God, ways that we can grow to be like him, mirror who he is. It's theology in practice. That's, that's what it is. All the fruits of the Spirit, especially kindness. And I, and I feel like kindness really narrows down a lot of the commands that God gave in the Old Testament and then the commands that Christ gave in the New Testament and that Paul speaks to the churches. It's kindness. It's putting others first. It's speaking with kindness, acting with kindness, thinking with kindness. Kindness is our like our general rule in our family. For a couple years, I was saying Ephesians 4:32 on repeat, where it got to the point where all I had to say was Ephesians 4:32 and whichever whichever of the boys wasn't showing kindness would look at me and kind of mumble be kind to each other. It just seemed to me like everything is just summed up with kindness. And as I talked about earlier, I need to watch myself. I'm still growing here. I need to watch myself on being critical of others because my kids are listening. I've really, really, really been working on this where I I try to only speak positively of other people, especially in front of the boys. And a lot of a lot of my conversations when I'm talking about someone is, oh, I like her or oh, I like them. And, it, and you know, then I talk about why a, a positive thing that I like about that person to try to, you know, encourage positive thought because I could totally dwell on negative if I let myself. And one day I found uh, one of the boys came up and I mentioned a name and that boy was like, oh, we like them. And it just made me smile because... <laughs> They just said the same thing that I try to do when talking about people to encourage kindness. And I was like, oh my goodness, they're listening. But at the same time, oh shoot, they're listening. You know what I mean? If I'm not careful, my children could take on and carry my grudges. And that's no good. That's not going to make any of us more like Christ. To me, kindness is Christianity simplified. I know that there are so many other examples and, and different ways that, that we can practice theology, live it out, and showing our families and our coworkers, our neighbors, anybody around us, showing who God is teaching them who God is. I might not have a conversation with my neighbor talking about God and his character, but they can see how we're trying to live our lives and how we're raising our children and hopefully seeing our children doing these same things. Asking forgiveness, being patient, showing a reliance on God and being kind. And hopefully, this will lead to opportunities 
to then speak more openly specifically about God, not just trying to mirror who God is. Theology, it doesn't have to be overwhelming and daunting. It should just be our everyday life. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you will look for moments today that you can share the truth of the gospel with your kiddos. If you like what you heard today, maybe you'd like to get in on my weekly coffee chat email. Every Wednesday, I like to share a few paragraphs of encouragement or challenge that I've been working through. I'd love to chat with you there. Sign up at keepingmysanity.com or by clicking the link in the show notes. Also in the show notes, you'll see a link to several of the books that I mentioned at the beginning of the episode if you're interested in reading more on practical tips in life and parenting.